Hello again, and welcome into the Data Center Frontier Show podcast. I'm Matt Vincent. I'm here with my editorial counterpart, David Chernikoff. How are you doing today, David? Doing good, Matt. How are you? Very well, thanks. So we really want to focus in uh, today uh, on a subject uh, that you've uh, done some uh, an article series on uh, for us recently. Um, it's uh, diesel power generation for uh, data centers. Uh, we want to talk about the technology, but it's also a uh, timely and a newsworthy topic due to a, uh, as we were just uh, chatting uh, before uh, hitting record here, uh, uh, David, this uh, story we were talking about with the line data centers and quantum loophole in Maryland running into a snag with permitting for uh, the fun uh, on that. It's, it's always nice when our pre-planned conversations uh, align in advance with what's happening in the news. And I thought, I'll just go right into the, the Align data centers issue. Um, when Align proposed, you know, they bought the, the former former facility that was a like an aluminum smelting plant, a hugely inefficient and ecologically unfriendly operation. Um, and they so it sounded like data centers. Ooh, this will be a much better thing to have on that same space. 2,100 acres in the Maryland area, um, convenient to the Northern Virginia area where there's such a, a crunch and a lack of space available uh, for the creation of new data centers. So it sounded on, on the surface, this came up like a good idea. Um, I, might, I still think it's a good idea, but they ran into a bit of a snag. They're ex they are expecting to have as many as 168 diesel backup generators to support the data centers they plan to build in that, that 2,100 acres. Um, and diesel and Merlin don't go together well. Merlin is, is very picky about the addition of diesel generators um, in their space, diesel generators on the scale that you would need a you would need for a data center. Uh, not not your necessarily your backyard data center, uh, uh, you know, uh, your backyard electrical power backup for your house. But for for data center scale diesel, you have to apply for an exemption from their current rules. Uh, the, the exemption is known as a certificate of public convenience and necessity. There's a fairly significant expense for each exemption. And I don't know that it wasn't that a line tried to get around the rules or tried to simplify the rules. More of they tried to simplify the rules for themselves. And they made one application for 500 megawatts of diesel power. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that raised more than one eyebrow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when the Public Services Commission saw that, they they looked at in detail and basically decided that with the, with for the quantum loophole site uh, that they would not allow that. Now on the on the plus side, they what they disallowed was a single application for the entire diesel generator backup power situation, with the suggestion that they really needed to look in other directions for how they were going to backup power this site, and that to them diesel was not the right way to go. I understood. I mean, they, they they recently had some issues with the quantum loophole site where they had to pause construction because they were, uh, I think it was rephrased as incorrectly discharging into a river. <laughs> I mean, once you once you get sort of the environmental watchdogs watching you, they're paying you know even more attention every time you do something. Mm -hmm. So now, so now, online data centers finds themselves in a position where they're either going to need to apply for potentially 168 permits at 
it could be as much as $10,000 a permit, or find other ways to provide power for the, for the situation. And, and as I mentioned to you earlier, if something screamed for a, a microgrid, this is it. If you, if, if you're looking for that much power in an area where you that you control, we were near you know, 2,100 acres is a uh, what's that? That's almost four almost four square miles of campus. Yeah, but it's still contained. So if you control that space, certainly seems like getting a handle on your own power solution for that space makes a huge amount of sense. And given the cost simply of getting the permitting right. for diesel generators, plus the cost of the generators themselves. It seems to make a lot of sense that this is the time to, to make your investment in a microgrid. But it, it certainly makes a significant, I mean, you have the cost of a diesel generation backup system. You have the cost of the permitting for 168 three megawatt generator systems to power uh, the demand you expect to see in your, in your data center complex. This is the time to look at alternatives. Serious CapEx expenditure here in either case. So when you want to, if, if, if it's the, the numbers are going to speak for themselves, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody that some there more than just somebody. There's, I'm sure there's people at aligned right now working out the costs of deploying the various backup technologies that are currently available. So, you know, this is a permitting thing we're talking about in Maryland, uh, you know, presumably, you know, that's maybe not a reflection overall on the uh, technology. I don't think it's a reflection on technology per se. A lot of it's a reflection on on what people presume to be what they think of when they think of diesel generation. Yeah. Uh, they think of of dirt and noise, even though that's really no longer the case. I mean, the, the, the current uh, tier standards uh, um, that are, everybody are, is using at this scale power really cut down on the emissions into the atmosphere. The generation of greenhouse gases, the generation of particulate matter. Right. Um, diesel generators over the last 20 years have become significantly cleaner. And, yeah. and realistically, data centers have become uh, more operationally secure, perhaps that's the right term. Uh, how often do they actually need to run solely on their diesel generator backup? Right. So, I mean, unless, unless you have some sort of major environmental disaster, which is shutting down all the power arriving at your site, you're probably just running your diesel generators for their test and how often you're going to test them. And that that's that's the sum total of how much you're using them each year. Uh, one of the, one of the they're basically we've talked we mentioned this before. They're basically three big players in the diesel generator market for data centers, Kohler, Cummins, and CAT. Um, competition tends to boil down to who can provide you what you need, when you need it, where you need it. So availability of equipment, availability of, of what the production cycle looks like, what the supply chain looks like, and most importantly, what support looks like. Are they able to provide you the support you need for your size deployment to make keep your data center happy with power? Uh, so from that perspective, it's really hard to judge between the, between the vendors. Some of them are moving to new things like um, Kohler is making a big push for no load testing, where yeah. rather than running a fully loaded generator X amount of time, you're able to to keep your generators healthy without going to a test on a full load, which they I wrote one of my last stories that cuts down uh, the amount of of greenhouse gas, the amount of particulate matter you're generating by a significant percentage on an annual basis. Um, the impact of that on the operation of your data center is, you know, if, if you're 
working, worrying about your IT workloads, things of that nature is nil because you're not going to, you don't want to see the, this is the facility guys. I, I, want, I want power to come on when I turn the switch. So whatever's the, you know, when I flip that light switch, I want power. When I turn those servers on, I want power. I don't care how it's getting there. That's the IT perspective. Everyone's um, perspective, oh, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, though, you know, the, a business has to consider the cost of getting that power there. And, and backup power is a big part of that. So it's clearly time for people building large-scale data centers because they're the ones who are going to be able to have the biggest financial impact to look at alternatives, microgrids, battery backup. Um, we talked about, you know, small modular reactor technologies. There's a, there we, well, I, I wrote about one of the yeah. facilities in, in Northern, in Northern Virginia, that's planning on building their facility around a planned deployment of multiple SMRs. All of these things work great, are, work great or will potentially work great. It's a mosaic of solutions. You know, we have to cover all of them, you know, I wish no data center, you know, it, you know, I wish all the uh, diesel could, uh, you know, run on, uh, you know, palm oil or, uh, you know, vegetable oil or something. But no, you know, the, the world that we live in. So what did you, I, I wanted to go back because what else, what were the other uh, signal points that you uh, learned in your, uh, in your article series on uh, diesel power generation? Well, you talked about running on biodiesel uh, uh, variants. Uh, that that's become a big issue. Also, uh, I believe Europe is starting already to pass regulation requiring that type of fuel rather than basic fuel, fossil fuel. Um, of course, what hasn't caught up is the production of those fuels, and that that so now we're it's. I think the data center industry is sort of in a catch twenty two situation here. They know what has to be done to make their own energy creation, more efficient, more environmentally friendly. And in bits and pieces, these technologies are moving forward. But without, uh, what's, what's the right, I don't want to say without government intervention, when, you know, that's what, with, with the government, you know, the, the Biden administration recently issued some, some, uh, some guidance on, on hydrofluorocarbons, um, relative to cooling and that's going to directly impact that industry so they have to adjust to it in terms of backup power the standards for tier four diesel service are fairly strict that's probably not going to change in the immediate future because they've been they've been built up over the last roughly 20 years mm -hmm. uh, but now, now vendors are going to get okay. I want to add battery backup. So, who's the best provider for that? How do I integrate that? Do I have to go to a complete microgrid solution, or are there bits and pieces of that technology that I can start to roll out and and build that as a solution? People like Aligned or anyone else building a, a huge campus are fortunate in the sense that they're starting from a clean slate. They can make the decisions they're not ripping and replacing they're just saying okay our solution here is going to be x and wow. then but even then they want to have it in some sort of modular form so that when the when as the pieces evolve they could be upgraded to the latest standards because mm -hmm. if you're if you're building an entire data center campus you're expecting it to be there for a decade or three Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to maintain whatever standards the government decides you have to, whatever the be a local government, federal government, or, or just overall, however the market drives you to be able to maintain whatever the current model is. And that, so from that perspective, 
all of these different solutions have are in place somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the question is, how do you? No, nobody. I don't think anybody's walked into a, a microgrid vendor and said, "I need a gigawatt of power tomorrow." You know, <laughs> that's not yeah. going to happen. Right. I'm, sure the, no. I'm, saying, I'm sure the vendors would be thrilled if it did, but to, del to deliver on that requires a whole lot of technologies that are probably that are not all at the same development point. And I think that's the biggest issue there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was uh, noticing uh, also in your uh, in your coverage. Um, or maybe it was another uh, Voices of the uh, Industry article I was reading uh, about the uh, the enclosures for the uh, for the uh, diesel generators. I think that's also become one of the uh, the defining points in a in a large and actually not even in a large environment. Anytime you're sticking your data somewhere and you're putting backup power generation on site, you want it to be as quiet as possible. Okay, stick them in a box, but you still need that. Those boxes need to be easily accessible. You have to be able to repair. You have to be able to, you know, keep, you know, maintain your equipment. Um, vendors are starting to come up with different ideas and different processes for developing enclosures for their particular equipment that are that make them easier to support. Right. Uh, which goes back to what I said before, which is that support is a huge part of this uh, equation for deciding on which backup generator vendor you're going to go with. But enclosures are a big deal. You know, you, the properly designed enclosure reduces external noise. It circulates air properly. It, it's it's there for. It's it's a it's not a requirement of any particular generator itself, but can work with your company's product line. And that's so. If I have to add another generator, I'm not ripping out everything so that I can fit a new generator in. Or if I've increased my, you know, increasing my power capabilities, I'm right. able to drop another box in. I'm able to build an infrastructure that lets me have that kind of power support that my changing demands and the increased demand for power in data centers. When you increase the amount of power you're you're providing, you need to also increase the ability to, to back up that power. Mm -hmm. What did you learn about uh, supply chain issues uh, in your reporting when it comes to this uh, technology? Um, frankly, no one wants to say we're having problems right now. Everybody wants to tell you that they had some issues during the panic. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, but things, things are better now. And, yeah. but, and, but, but, but it, this is still one of those products where if I say I need to add, you know, a three megawatt, of, of backup power at this site on July 1st, I'm probably pretty, well, July 1st next year, I'm probably sure you're getting in the queue now to make sure the product is going to turn up. And, that's, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's changed a lot in the data center backup power generation world now that we're back to a more normal footing after the whole pandemic thing. Right. So uh, zeroing right back in uh, on the uh, topic, though, uh, I know that you wrote about sizing and uh, and what role that plays in uh, the overall uh, reliability of the uh, system. Uh, anything to say? Well, basically, the the issue is um, too too small is it's an obvious problem, but too big is also an issue with 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 the nature of a diesel power plant. Is you don't want to ever not exercise it to a point that that it's it's you know not necessarily max it out, but where it runs at a level where it maintains 
its operational environment as clean as possible. Um, like like any engine, if you don't run it regularly, you get more buildup. You get more. Mm. Um, it's not as an efficient op operation. So over provisioning for for backup power is an issue. You can't say, okay, this data center is designed to provide 10 megawatts of service, so I'm going to have 10 megawatts of backup power available. But meanwhile, right now we're only offering three megawatts, so I'm going to have seven megawatts of of unused capacity in my backup situation because that's not it's not good for the equipment. So people will will, yeah. will provision the backup as they provision the power needs of the data center itself which is the way it pretty much has to be done in order to maintain an efficient diesel generation model. You know, I wanted to uh, come back uh, to uh, sustainability because um, it's uh, it's kind of uh, where we began uh, on this discussion uh, a bit. But, um, you know, the idea of uh, putting in uh, diesel uh, Power generation is just it's as as we were you know as you just uh, said I think it's sort of a fact of life uh, for for data center uh, operators. So I mean it's uh, would you say it's a true statement that uh, putting in a diesel power uh, generation uh, operation with uh, is not mutually exclusive with uh, having uh, overall uh, sustainability sustainability excuse me in a data center. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean. The, the the bottom line is the data center that's not running is not efficient. So at the moment, the most cost-effective way to back up the power in your data center is with diesel generation. Um, as I said earlier, the, the tier four standards for diesel have gotten diesel significantly cleaner than what people tend to think about, you know, diesel power. And the ability, things like, you know, no load testing and maintenance and support and being proactive on that side of it really makes diesel um, an effective solution for power generation, especially for data centers. Uh, the goal, obviously, is that you want to be able to not necessarily move immediately away from diesel generation, but have diesel just be the a stepping stone to other backup power solutions. And yeah. it's it's easy to say, we need to move to renewables. We need to be more, more sustainable on that. Well, you know, things like solar and wind would require a huge investment in battery backup because you can't be guaranteed that you'll have solar or wind when you need the power. So maybe it makes the most sense to start to look at adding batteries to my environment. And I'm sure people, you know, people are already doing that. They're, they're running off of battery power. They're running off of un uninterruptible power supplies that are battery powered. And they're drawing the power to charge those and keep them functional. But maybe the standard needs to uh, turn slightly so that it's not just, I want to add diesel generation. I'm going to add diesel generation and a power wall, you know, the Tesla, the Tesla solution kind of thing where okay. I, and I'm going to keep that charged or I'm, I'm going to move to other methods for storing energy that make sense and are less environmentally potentially bad yeah i mean as uh as dcf has reported in, in a rich miller story uh from uh, just about a year ago in june uh you know microsoft uh kind of uh showing some uh leadership in that way uh with uh using microgrid and a uh, biofuel at uh their uh, san jose uh data center 
running on renewable natural gas instead of diesel fuel. But, you know, I don't know. Thanks for that, David, on, uh, and thanks for that article series on uh, diesel uh, power generation uh, systems and operation in the data center. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. You have a good day.